go all right welcome back to another episode of big talk with chris and greg this is chris this is greg that was some deal right there everybody i need you show. to stand up and shout continuing our heavy Maytel month all right we're gonna do some deal today this first Net. two albums first two albums all right just do uh business do some business um at Big Talk CG dot podcast on Instagram. Big Talk CG at Gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. At Big Talk CG on Twitter. Tweet us, email us, get in our DMs. Yeah, you go. So you guys can get Greg's home address for our heavy metal parking lot viewing party. What are you talking about? It's on Don't the forget internet. your swim trunks. Oh, it's on the internet. What are you talking about, man? Let everybody know. I'm drinking coffee today. Come pick it up. Oh, good. It's about time. We're going to wake you up. Yeah. We're going to wake you up with this episode, too. AM recording today. AM <laughs> recording. And uh, I already cooked breakfast for the Big Talk family, so right. we're stuffed. <laughs> stuffed and ready to roll. Stuffed and ready to roll. Settled in. All right. Hard All right, guys. So uh, this episode, we're started. We're going to do um, Dio's Holy Diver versus The Last in Line. That's exactly what we're going to do. Two... Um, uh, unless you're in to fall into the heavy metal genre, you kind of forgotten. People pass it over. A lot of people don't know about Dio as a whole album. Uh, well, because people I mean, might know the singles, but I don't think people. I asked people, yeah, "Hey, no, we're doing I, an episode on Dio," and some people are like, "Who?" Okay, well, that's that's pretty crazy because you know you, he's one of those singers that has a certain type of voice that you know who he is yeah that's true but these are killer albums on our time period in the, in the early part of the 80s that they just kicked ass and took names man mm-hmm. these are if you really took the time and effort to put into these albums these are some killer albums dude. well if you didn't know them before today you're yeah gonna know you're, them in about an hour an hour time so. yeah definitely you're gonna know Let, let's i'm gonna interject okay i want to tell you about something how about this dude india Get out of here. Yeah, dude. We have uh, listeners in India now, man. Nice. We are... Are they the largest population uh, I, country in the world? Them or, or China or something like that? From, but man. They're one and two, I guess. That's dude. exciting. That is India, very that exciting. That really excites me. And dude, Norway's coming on with a vengeance, man. We're getting more more downloads from Norway. They love us up there. Yeah. Um, and we, we, we love them. We need to do a Norwegian black metal episode. <laughs> I don't know much about that. Well, but, if, but if these listeners from Norway want to go ahead and e- email us at bigtalkcg at gmail.com and tell us about their favorite black metal group, or maybe they're not into it. Anything no. they want to talk about. No, they don't. I just want to hear from all of our listeners in the nation. nation. Email us, DM us, tweet at us. We would like to get to know you guys on a first name basis. Ooh, that would be cool. That would be totally cool. If you want to include pictures, that's fine too. <laughs> I'm sure they love pictures of us. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're on there. We're on the internet. You guys can find us. Um, right. Do you just want to go ahead and get into this? Let's give some background. All right, give me some background. Give me some background. Give me a little bit of factoids, Chris. Oh my gosh, factoid nation. Sometimes I'm really prepared, and sometimes I'm not. Nah. 
You want me to start? Because I got a few to start with. I had my notes and I was reading through them before the episode. So everything's down at the bottom of my notes. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah, if you want to read, go ahead. Okay. Hey, um, from what I read on my homework was Warner Brothers um, Records was wanting Dio to do um, like, a so, like a solo effort in between his Black Sabbath days, right? So when they were recording or mixing, sorry, when they were mixing the Live Evil double live album, um, Ronnie got kicked out of Black Sabbath. Check this out. They they kicked him out because they said his ego was too big and Tony's was too big and he just he was fired. So what did Ronnie what did uh Dio do? He took Warner Brothers up on this effort to you know, he you wanted me to do something different or, or solo effort. Well, let's do it now. I got mm-hmm. time. And boy did he do it. He did. He did it, man. He came out and, you know, uh, formed a band. I think he took um one of the guys Vinny from the Apice. band, Vinny Apice, the drummer from Black Sabbath at the time, um, stole him, got his buddy, um, was it Jimmy Bain? Jimmy Bain on bass who from also, Rainbow. From Rainbow. And then he also found this Irish guitarist, 20-year-old kid, you know, uh, Vinny Apice and- No, uh, Vivian Campbell. Vivian, Ca- Sorry, Vivian Campbell. And, you know, started up with them, man. That was awesome. Yeah. That is, is, is and you know, at, at Vivian at the time- uh, he was in a, a band himself. Uh, was it called Sweet Savage? Mm-hmm. Um, and dude, he just kicked ass and took names on this one. Now, what I read upon my homework too was they did have a good amount of this album already recorded or figured out. And then when Vivian came in, he just filled in the the, the missing pieces to this. Mm-hmm. And boy, did he fill it in, man! He did. He's amazing, amazing. He rips on both these albums. Oh. Um, yeah, dude. I think pretty much what you said is the is the way it went down, and and uh, I really did enjoy Ronnie James Dio singing for Black Sabbath. I really did like the album. It, it was them. a were, it was a different Black Sabbath that was out there, great. man. It's great. If you guys just if, if all you know is Ozzy from Black Sabbath, go listen to the albums where Ronnie James Dio was the singer, and man, they just they're amazing. It's, Heaven it's, and Hell and Mob Rules. Yeah. yeah, those two albums are killer. Yeah. Yeah, in my thoughts of what we're doing for this month, that those are two albums I want to talk mm-hmm. about. But I think for me, his solo effort was mm-hmm. something I really wanted to talk about more than uh, his time in Black Sabbath days. But mm-hmm. yeah, dude, you're right. Go take a look at those. T- uh, listen to those two albums. You'll really, you'll really enjoy it, man. There's some good, different Black Sabbath stuff if you're unfamiliar with it. Um, you want to talk about artwork? Oh man, yeah. The, start the, off, man. I'll just start so the cover this. of this album is pretty killer. It's got uh, Murray, who is their mascot. We we talked about this album cover briefly in our album cover correct episode. Um, it's got Murray. He's whipping around this chain that uh, at one point looks as though it was uh, uh, wrapped around a priest. Correct. And the priest is in the water, and and he's wrapped up in chains. The chain is broken. So. Um, Right off the top, it's kind of telling you what's going on in here. It looks like this good against evil, right versus wrong, correct? You know, um, battle that always seems to go on in in Dio's music, um, with a little bit of uh, medieval, uh, you know, mythology, correct? And, and touches in there too. That's just kind of like fantasy. It's almost like there you go, heavy metal Dungeons and Dragons. There times. you go. That's a good way to talk about that. Um, you, you know. It, and, you know, people kind of looked at this cover and thought, oh, my gosh, what's going on? His priest is drowning. He's killing him. But Ronnie James Dio said, hey, how do you know? He could be trying to save him. Just don't judge a book by its cover kind of a situation. <laughs> Although yes, it looks don't. it looks the other way to me. But 
Um, that's a, good, a pretty killer. That's a good way to say that. It, Dio did say that. He says, you know, you're looking at it a, at a certain way. What if it's not? Mm-hmm. You know, and he got a satanic, a satanic, you know, stamp on his, you know, stuff that he was doing. But, hey, I'm just trying to do different something. This is medieval or this is something crazy. And, and they were also talking about, oh, if you put the Dio logo backwards, it spells devil or, all right, no, in, in, in Spanish saying Dio is devil. And I go, oh, this is that you're the devil. And he was like, no, man, it's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Man. No, 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 no. I got a story for you, too, if you, uh, you got a quick second. I, I have three seconds. All right, good. So this will only take a few minutes. So um, our buddy Mario Rebelar, I'm sure you know his Rebel. What's up, man? How's it going? He told me this story a long time ago, right? So his mom is German, and, uh, you know, he was taking her to the airport, and, uh, you know, she was going to go to Germany because that's where she's from, and she was going back to visit family. Well, what he didn't know was he was putting her on the airplane, right? Getting in line. He was, she, was, she just checked in, and she checked in. And who did, who was right in front of her? Dio himself. He was going to Germany. He was, and his mom started a conversation with Dio. And Mario's like, he told me, he goes, I looked over, and then I see this Dio. I go, the emperor of, of metal. And I was like, and, and Mario's mom is talking to him in German, and he's talking German to her, and they're yapping, and he's like, all right, Mama, see you. Yeah, Mario, go, go. And like, but it's deal, Mom. You can leave now. And he's like, shit. He kind of just said hi and left it. But he goes, here, I left my mom with Dio walking in, and they're on our plane to, to Germany. And he goes, oh, my God, Greg, because I, I was speechless. I didn't know yeah. what to say. And all I could see is a wave of my mom, and she's already – Pushing me over. She was hitting it off with with Ronnie James, man. <laughs> Ronnie James deal. I don't know. That was a fun story. That it was like I couldn't believe it. He said, "Yeah, dude, he was, she was there. He was there." I'm like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I don't know. Quick story for my buddy, man. I've always had it in my memory bank, and I'm glad I could share it, man. I, I think it. I'm missing a few pieces on that one, but that's the good gist of of that story. You never know who you're gonna get on an airplane with when you go to different countries, man. Yeah. And he's such a, it seems like such, as far as what I've seen and heard, he's a not super nice guy. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. So. Yeah. What is he, like, 5'2"? Yeah, something little short nice, dude. Little short. <laughs> Powerhouse on the vocals. Yeah. Um, so this album was released, um, uh, Holy Diver by Dio was released in uh, 1983. Do you have the specific date? Yeah, May 25th. May 25th, 1983. Yeah. And, uh, man, it's killer. The first, right at the opening of the show, was actually the lead-off track, uh, Stand Up and Shout. Uh, we're going to play some more of that. Um, anything else you want to talk about the album is in general? Oh, we can talk about some factoids here. Mm-hmm. Um, it got it, it, When these came out, they didn't really chart as high as you might think they were after sure. you listened to them. Sure. Uh, in the U.S., Billboard, it hit 56. Okay. Um, UK, 13. Uh, Sweden 18, New Zealand 43, and in Germany 52. But however, it is double platinum. Yes, it's two times platinum, which is this awesome. more recently, right? I think I read that too. Yeah, it's was, a little it, more it did go double platinum? I would say like five years ago or something, something like that. that. Yeah, yeah, it's great, dude. Deserves it. It's a greater metal album. Oh, All right, great. dude. Uh, also, a little bit more factized before, before we move on. Chris was this album was recorded here in Los Angeles at the Sound City in Van Nuys, the famous Sound City recording right. studio, and also was produced by Dio himself. So he actually that produced is correct. it. You know? That is so, correct. I mean, because we talk about mostly producers when we talk about other albums, like, you know, looking at it, but these guys, um, 
you know, producing it himself. So his hand was all over this dude from writing to the way it sounds, picking his, you know, his four guys in the group. Hey, man, he's ready to roll. So I thought he really kicked ass and took a lot of names mm-hmm. and, you know, bet on himself a lot. So it's good, man. So um, let's get into this, man. So we heard some Stand Up and Shout, which is an mm-hmm. awesome killer way to start an album. Yeah. You know, from the killer riffs to the, you know, uh, gunfiring drum set. It's just awesome, dude. Lower bass line, man. Yeah, the band itself was was uh, super tight. Super tight. Vocals are just on point. Correct. See, that that line right there, uh, it's like broken glass. You get cut before you see it. I mean, really, think yeah. about the lyrics. and You know, I, I, I think about this song because you're saying that, and it's... Oh, there's a lot up to interpretation, but it's like you're battling something you can't even see coming. You need to open That's up it. your eyes. You need to stand up and shout. Are we talking That's about? Because you know, he doesn't straight on tackle say this is bad. This is bad. A lot yes. of it's up to interpretation. So, though that line always hits me as well. It's like open up your eyes because something is battling you. You're not going to see it till it hits you. Are we talking government? Are we talking society? Are we talking religion? Are we talking yes. anything? Anything you can throw out there and. That's really what a lot of the his songs are about. I would say almost all of them are that right versus wrong, good versus the, evil. That theme it, that, is always I, th- there. I always thought it was a battle between good mm-hmm. and evil. Like yeah. he needs to find a, a middle uh, middle mark, and and is it good? Is it evil? Is it bad? Is it good? I love that integration. I think that's his just vision for this band was like, hey, I'm gonna tell you this, but this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. You make up your mind. Am I telling you good or am I telling you evil? Am I giving you right? Am I giving you wrong? And it's in, it up to person's mind to make it. Yes, yes, Chris, that was evil. Yes, Chris, that was right. Yes, Chris, that was wrong. This is awesome, man. He he kicked it. He kicked ass on this uh, first song, first of the album. Wow, I love That's it. Great. Man. We just got to hear the guitar solo. Oh yeah, then all too. these guitar solos are just awesome. You know. Yeah, dude. All right. You ready to go on to the next one? Hell yeah. Let's go on to the next one. All right. This is track number two. It's the title track, Holy Diver. Man. Starts off with a little. This is a slow starter. Uh, I I like the way that it hit you hard, um, stand up and shout. Um, But this also could have been, because it seems like a lot of the bands from the 80s, the metal bands, the rock bands, they like to have that slow opener on the. The build up on the opening track. Yes. So I'm actually a little surprised this wasn't the opening track of the album that they went for a second. Thought it would have fit really good in the first, but Stand Up and Shout definitely rocks right off. But maybe the that maybe that's why you were saying of, of Stand Up and Shout was one of those songs that, hey, this is. Here this, you, here it is. Yeah. Maybe this was the first song they really recorded and, oh, this is, this is what we want to start the album with. Yeah. And you, you know what? Um, if you listen to Holy Diver and then you look at the album cover, you can almost feel yeah. or sense of what you're getting in that album cover. Like you look at it and you go, oh man. It's a can- perfect marriage of this song, this album, and the titles of both go together. Correct. Love it. Correct. It's, it totally was. And what we were talking about the album cover is almost because it was almost, I don't want to say gatefold, but the album cover went. Uh, one way and then when you flip it you can almost still feel the back of it you mm-hmm. know on that one and 
So they, they did that to the right. Oh, and the inner sleeve on that one, I read, had um, pictures of when he was in Rainbow and when he was in Black Sabbath. That is correct. You know. I have that also as notes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry, dude. <laughs> um, man, this is a great track right here. You know, written by Ronnie himself, he knew what he was doing, bro. I mean, this is totally good, totally fun. It's not, it's more heavy than uh, fast mm -hmm. on this one. Great, great album title on this one, man. So, I mean, his album could have just been Deal. No, mm -hmm. I'm going to throw a name on it and you go from there. This is cool. Good solo too, man. And, uh, you know, over the years, this has been, song's been so popular, I think a few bands have even covered it themselves. Yeah. I think Kill Switch Engage did a cover of it when they got some popularity from their version of it. And sometimes, dude, to to really say, uh, uh, make a cover of his vocals, you know what I mean? Some bands, you there are, as a collective, where the music and the singer are one thing, but this was more his vocals that led the charge. And if you could do a good cover of listening to the charge it, it, it works so kill switch gaze when you did your cover you did it good <laughs> i haven't heard it at all never nope all right i'll listen to it you know i always take your recommendations and listen to them some of them i like some of them i don't but at least i do it all right no matter my word all right sounds good man yeah this song is killer it just the lyrics are great. Um, Vivian Campbell's just yeah, dude. Great, I mean, dude. The riff is just and it's solo. Jesus. Awesome, dude. I love it, dude. Yeah. This album's only got nine tracks. Nine tracks comes in at 40 minutes, 41 minutes. I can appreciate that. Yeah. It's like this, we're going to put the best of what we got on here. And really you could say, I mean, maybe, uh, I don't know. When we, when we get to some songs, but really every song on here is, is great. Yeah, it has it a certain is. style. Yeah. All right. Huh? Let's give me, give me track three. Track three is uh, Gypsy. You know, starts off a little bit different sound, but um, I think this was done by Dio himself and then Vivian Campbell got a nod on mm -hmm. on the writing credit on this one so you know when he came in and just he had some stuff in his arsenal still that was using and and Dio liked it man is Gypsy even PC anymore I don't even know if you can say Gypsy can you say Gypsy I'm gonna say yes I don't know I don't know mm. is it are you sure this song wasn't Gypsy Road <laughs> <laughs> No way we can get those two messed up. This is awesome. Did you hear it? I mean, it's just different, but I mean, not really with really the known songs, but it's still good. And, you know, his lyrics are, are so d good on saying what it is. Are you mm -hmm. saying, I'm on the road as Gypsy? Is there Gypsy lifestyle? That type of stuff. Yeah. And this this is, this one, just like the um, setup and shout, um, you know, there's that lyric right there. It just says, I heard a voice that says you have a choice, the hammer or the nail. Right? The, the, the songwriting is just, the lyrics are just so great, dude. It's yeah. Like, that, that was more of his style of, mm -hmm. of doing that kind of stuff. And yeah, man, it works it. You know? 
See, I'm riding on the gypsy, gypsy queen. <laughs> Good stuff, dude. Yeah, dude. It's you can't go wrong with Dio at all. Dude, he paints a pictures. He paints a picture in his lyrics that make you think on something like that. Like you mm-hmm. know, you're thinking certain things. No, man, this is this. It's. It's almost like storytelling, which it's exactly it, what it and is, and that's what he's really known for. Because yeah. I mean, he was in that way with, in Black Sabbath when he came out. Mm-hmm. He told stories, you know. He's a storyteller. You know, I never really got into any of stuff in Elf. Uh, I didn't either. So I, I'm familiar of that, and when he was in Rainbow, but not really. I think I know more of the hits or more of the stuff that he's done, the popular songs, than deep tracks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, dude. That was uh, track three, Gypsy. Let's go ahead and move to the next one. Caught in the middle. Yeah. This one's kind of like a battle inside yourself. You're caught in the middle. Correct. You know, uh, same theme, but more uh, literal, like you're in the middle. Which way am I going or which which way am I? You know, A little bit more of a melodic song. Slow it down a little bit and... We're not going to overpower you. We're just going to let Ronnie James Dio do his thing and just shred your face with his voice. I also read uh, Vivian brought this um, riff um, from his old mm-hmm. uh, old band, uh, Sweet Savage. He had it in his arsenal, maybe, and then uh, brought it over. He, I think he wrote it when he was in Sweet Savage and just kind of brought it over, and it worked in with that. And and the credits for this album, I mean, for this song, are the drummer, even, you know, Vinny actually got a, a nod on that one, mm-hmm. man, so... He just wasn't a drummer, man. He was also, you know, a writer of some yeah. of the songs and lyrics and stuff. I think all the lyrics really are Dio, but maybe of the music. Yeah, it has a melodic. Mm-hmm. I like it. Feel it. Great vocals. I think we've said that 20 times already. You know, I, I take it when, when you produce it and you're the singer. So, yeah, my vocals are going to stand out. But, I mean, not overpower the whole mm-hmm. band. It just, He's smart. Yes. Very much, very much. He may be in the forefront, but the band still is there having a good time and rocking and rolling, mm-hmm. doing their stuff, man. This is killer. Good stuff, man. This is, this is, both these albums are crank it, crank it up kind of music. Right? Yeah. Can I tell you about something uh, um, about this this era that was in? I don't know if you remember, Chris. All the guys that liked heavy rock or thrash metal or, or that all had the same look, where it was skin tight jeans, the the high tops, Nike high tops mm-hmm. or something like that, and then like baggy shirt or cut on the side with their long hair. Uh, it was almost. Uh, like a certain look. Like, I think mm-hmm. the guys in Megadeth perfected it. Mm-hmm. And they're like leather jacket over it and stuff. It was like a certain look. If you wanted to go out in the streets and look and metal, you would. If you wanted to look tough. You wanted to look tough. This is how you looked. That was like the uniform, a wardrobe. Of yeah, it. dude. The heavy metal uniform, dude. <laughs> I love it, dude. This... Yeah, he's got. It's... This one's definitely one of the more melodic ones um, on the album. That's great, dude. Cool. Love it. Love it, dude. And, and you know, me and uh, Greg were talking. These albums are 83 and 84. 83 and 85. 
right? 84. Yeah. No, yeah, 84. Uh, 84. It was actually 84. So we're talking almost 40 years ago. Yeah. Short of, right? Dude. So some of these we had to, that weren't necessarily uh, uh, hits or singles or songs you hear on the radio. You, oh, shit, I forgot this one. Oh, yeah. And once you hear them, you remember them. It's great, dude. This is a really, really good song, man. Yeah, dude. I like all these songs. I don't know why. I just this one. This one really could really could be today. I think the song could come oh, out today. Oh, okay. Nice. All right. You ready to move on? Yes. Track five. Don't talk to strangers. There you go. A little acoustic I mean, right here. I'm in the woods. Don't talk to strangers. Isn't this what our parents always told us? Yeah. Don't talk to strangers. Don't talk to strangers. I'm going to write a song about it. Don't talk to strangers. Mm-hmm. They're only there to do you harm, man. Yeah. This one's got a nice slow, build. slow build. I like that uh, they got writing credits from uh, Jimmy Bain, the bass player, and uh, Ronnie himself. On this one? I wrote this album. Wrote this song, sorry. I just have uh, Dio, but okay. You may have something more current. Okay. Don't smell the flowers. They're an evil drug to make you lose your mind. Here's your favorite. Don't dream of women. Bring down. The riff right here. like what is he talking about it's like <laughs> you start thinking like like does he mean don't dream of women because they'll make you go crazy you know like the women you love or the women you desire don't smell the flowers that make you think like you're gonna think it's really nice where you're at but it's not <laughs> or you know you start thinking all these other things you're like dude he's just a great lyricist and it's amazing that you know the the imagery and the interpretation a lot that's left up to the listener he, can he mean wants a hundred different things to hundred different people. He wants you to open your mind, Chris. Open yeah. your mind. I, I mean, it. this is one of those things that when we talk about this hard rock, heavy metal music, we like how it's all just noise. Like there have been artists over years that are so smart and so creative, they tell certain stories and want you to make up your own mind when you listen to things or you see things. Make up your own mind. And Dio is one of those artists that could tell a certain story about whatever he's talking about and make it beautiful and make it dream. And yeah. There you go. You know? This is one of my favorites on the... This is a good song, man. Good song. They're all good. This is good. Yeah, I know. This is good. Yeah, his lyrics are awesome, dude. Yeah. All right, man. Moving on. Let's go. So this is... Side two, track one, which is number six on the album, Straight Through the Heart. Nice. Which I'm sure you know is a title that uh, uh, that Vivian Campbell brought with him from yes. Sweet Savage. Uh, different song, just same title of a song they had. So I'm sure you already knew that because you know everything. <laughs> Air quote. Air quote. You know everything. Oh, my God. Hanging from the cobwebs in your mind. 
How old do you think he was at this time? I never knew his real age, so I don't know. I'm I'm gonna say in his forties, late forties, the eighties maybe. Yeah, dude. Um, hold on right here. He was born in 42. So, yeah, you're right on the button. So, four, probably was writing this in 82. Okay. So, 40, 41. Nice. Right on the money, Dre. I took an educated guess. Because yeah. I know everything. <laughs> you know <laughs> everything. That was a good one right here, dude. That was a good breakdown, man. You know what's funny too is sometimes when the, um, artists say the word heart, everybody thinks it's a romantic song. Yeah. And this one is used of like, you know, your, for yourself, like your body, your mind, your thought is like, if you're doing it straight through the heart, it's going to tell you the honest and truth and mm-hmm. like that. Though. It's good. All right, Chris, I'm ready for the, the ballad of the album. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Invisible. If in the 80s, this would probably be Dio's version of a love ballad Mm -hmm. or a version of a ballad. Now, it doesn't stay like this for the whole song, but half of it's like this and then kicks into something else. But this is still fun. This is still good. Like I got it, I got it here with, um, you know, the the, the lyrics come up, you know, when yeah. the song plays. So of course I'm, they're just a, they're great. <laughs> the lyrics are so good. And, and you see his voice is a little differently, so you can tell they used it, a different sound or mm-hmm. effect, on that which they nor- don't normally do for him. So. I love this next two lines right here. That's just killer lyrics, dude. Right? Hear the sound, keyboards, or sound? And then you go into the rock and roll song. Yeah, like it, it, They needed to paint a picture. Or ballad over. <laughs> ballad <laughs> over. That's why I said it was Dio's version of a ballad. I just love... I don't know. I'm going to say it a hundred times, dude. His, his lyrics are just yeah. amazing. Yeah. The true. imagery, the story. Uh, every song could, could paint a picture, dude. I mean. It's about wanting maybe to kind of leave where you're at right now. Correct. And be uh, and be invisible. And be invisible. Yeah. All right, man. Give me the single of the album. I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. Are you for ready? Single. I. I'm Are ready. you ready? I'm Are ready. you ready for track eight? I'm ready for track eight. Side, Side two, two, number three. This is this is. I would say out of all the songs on this album, this is probably the one that most. If people have heard anything, it's this one. Correct. Am I building it up enough? 
Yes. Build it. Oh, I also want to say this, dude. Don't tear it down. Out Build of it up. all the songs on this album, maybe, you know, Holy Diver 2, but this next one, the song sounds like the title of the song. <laughs> it just sounds like that's exactly what that would be. If you were looking at okay, the next song is called Rainbow in the Dark. The song sounds like a rainbow in the dark. Right? To me, dude, that's the way it sounds. It's like, Give it to me. Give me some sounds, man. You're right. You're so right, Chris. And then what I love about this, too, there's keyboards, yeah. man, which you didn't really emphasize on a lot of this, these songs on this album. I'm going to turn up a half volume on Do this. Do it, one. dude. So they were all in on this one. Uh, Abbasi, Bane, Vivian, Campbell, and Dio were all writing these last two tracks. All right, cool. Magic and rainbows, light and rainbows. Yeah, this is Dio and all in one song here. This is, <laughs> you know, you got the, it, the 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 rainbow in the dark. There you go, rainbow dark, light dark, dark. good evil, right <laughs> wrong. In the title of the song, you got you got you know the keyboards coming in a little bit. Yeah, the the, the lyrics, the vocals, the. But the, Vivian Campbell's gonna shred in a minute. Right. But the, the keyboards, like you said, bring an element yeah. to it. And then they go away when they need to for Vivian to go and give you some amazing solos. Yeah. yeah but You're is, just a picture. And this is the perfect length, this album. It's 41 minutes. Like I said when we did um, the last episode, the Guns N' Roses, Use Your Illusion, I said, when you listen to these... Put your headphones on. I know you guys got dishes to do. You got laundry to fold. <laughs> do some vacuuming. Walk the dog. Put your head. This is a 40-minute song. This is a perfect time yeah. for you to do a couple chores. Yeah. Put on your headphones. Crank it up and listen to these because you can really hear the intricacies and the things you can't hear when you're playing it in your car or just your phones. Correct. They're your mini speaker. So headphones is the way. Here's a solo. Shut up. Yeah. I'm going to air guitar now. <laughs> Chris loves me. Greg's air drumming is way better than his air guitar. Ooh, thank you. Yeah, my wife's gonna hate that. <laughs> um, I never saw Dio live. Dio, ever? Dio as a solo band. But you've seen him perform. Didn't we go to um, uh, yes. San Bernardino where yes. Judas Priest opened or yeah. was the closing act? Yeah. Ronnie James Dio was playing with Black Sabbath. Yes, the, the, Black Sabbath. The, the Black Sabbath, the band, but they were called Heaven and Hell. Correct. To differentiate themselves because Black Sabbath was touring yes. in those days as well. So we got to see them do a full deal with Black Sabbath set. I mean, we got to see Heaven and Hell. We got to see the Hill and the Mob. Well, dude, all the, the greats. Dude, it was so amazing. And the yeah. Queensryche show. Yes, we did see him with Black Sabbath, but no, I never saw him as a solo artist, yeah. as Dio and some of that. And then he did that. Uh, I know we've seen Queensryche 3,000 times. Oh, okay. there was the one where they were doing um, Operate, Operation Mindcrime 2, 2, and he like sings like two lines. Yeah. We saw him at the Gibson That's over true, here at Universal okay, years ago when it was still there before they 
made that stupid Harry Potter <laughs> crap. And uh, uh, he just came out and sang his two lines. And then, <laughs> And, and left on, and if you missed him, there were people. Nah. I'm sure Rebel was there. I think Scotty was there. Perks was probably Perks there. Someone missed it. I'm sure. Hey, guess what? You just missed. <laughs> guess what? You'll never see again. Nestor is with us too, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the old gang. Gang, dude. That we just that, we just listened to that whole song right there. We went through. It's a worth whole, it though. Uh, that, that if there's one song we need 15, to talk about, that was it, man. That was totally good. And uh, that's not the yeah. that's not the last song here. No, definitely one more, not. Dude. That's, one that's more not how you go. close an album. And this is uh, the next one is really good too, man. Uh, um, Shame on the night, man. Last track. Same thing. All the guys. Oh wait, no, sorry. All the guys got a, a nod or a writing credit on this one too, man. It mm-hmm. Starts off good. This is definitely good. Now good. is that Wolf Howl? Is that where the Wolf Pack stole their their howl? Oh yeah, for their definitely. entrance music. Yes. Yes. Slow and head nice. The, Good and bad. A lot. Sometimes you get people that don't really listen to a lot of rock music, and they'll be like, "It all sounds the same. Every track on here sounds different." This is a little. This one just yeah. chugs and plods along. Rainbow yeah. in the Dark's got that keyboard going along with it. Invisible's got that slow start. You know it. Stand up and shout just shreds. You know, Holy Divers got a little bit of a slower pit. You know, it's different. Yeah. Everything and different. stand up and shout starts off with the yeah. with the killer riffs and you know, thunderous drums. Yeah, yeah, dude. This is. The, I swear to God, dude, this is a song where Ronnie James Dio's upset that the that the the night is making him a little. Oh yeah. That, I read that too. Yeah. You know, he's upset at the night because he's getting a little excited for the ladies. At yes. Night. I, mean, I love honey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. Yes, I read that on on this song too. Yeah. But but doesn't that like he says he's painting a certain picture, you know, of being outside with the moon and. And that, not that interrupt you, dude. That lyric right there. Shame on the sun, for the light you sold. I've lost my hold. Right? Think. So he's mad at the sun now for giving up its light to the night. I, I wonder (laughs) if his wife still has like lyric books that he just never, you know, used. You know. I bet. What a treasure trove that would be to stumble upon. That's great, dude. Yeah, this is that's awesome, Chris. Man, this is this is an awesome song, dude. Um, so that's that. the last track here on All right, uh, Holy Diver. Holy Diver. Shame on the night. It's five minutes and twenty seconds long. They did release a deluxe edition. I can't remember. I think it was 2012 or so around that time. Yeah. Um, it had some uh, B-sides. You know, when they released, you know, Holy Diver, they released uh, Rainbow in the Dark. Uh, they had some live tracks on there. And you know what? We didn't go over any singles charting because, to be honest with you, none of them chart. None of the two songs that they released, Holy Diver and Rainbow in the Dark, charted in the U.S. charts. So there's not really any information on that they were on like the mainstream rock ones but they were these weren't this wasn't charting music right you know what if yeah this isn't charting music and if you if you weren't into 
this heavy rock music, you, yeah, this is not pop stuff, dude. I mean, when we talk about Bon Jovi and Cinderella, and no, these these are albums that got little to known airplay, and you know, from either music magazines or word of mouth, or that's it. I mean, you know, Dio had his reputation from Elf to Rainbow to Black Sabbath, and now he was on his own. So if, if you liked his singing, and a lot of people do, and you know, actually love it, yeah. this is what he got. All right, man. Love it, love it, love it. All right. So um, we're going to start off now with The Last in Line, which is the second album from Dio. Um, this album was released in July 2nd of uh, 1982. Now, just think of that, Chris. So I just told you that on May 25th, uh, uh, 1983, they released, you know, Holy Diver, and now what, uh, 15 months later on, now they have another album. Mm-hmm. So they did, what, a tour cycle, maybe two, went back in the studio and, you know, and and uh, came out with another great album. That Do you, um, I didn't look for anything uh, regarding, like, touring or anything like that. Like, who are they touring with at these times? No, I didn't, I, didn't look. I didn't either. I didn't either. Didn't look. Might yeah. have to look that up. Maybe we'll see if we have time. Uh, this one also, nine songs only. What's the running time on this one? Do, 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 I don't have it here in front of me. Oh, let's see. Do you have a running time? Yeah, uh, 41. Almost exactly the same. Oh, okay. Uh, Holy Diver was 41 minutes and 29 seconds. It was 41 minutes and 7 seconds. Basically the same time. Yeah. Minutes. They got it down. This was also done, produced by uh, Dio himself. Mm-hmm. But this time they decided to go to Colorado and uh, do the album over the care, over there. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, that's fine. That's you know, fine. And then uh, these guys um, added a um, keyboardist. Was it Claude Chanel? I'm mm-hmm. probably saying that wrong. Is a, a former um, keyboardist from the band called Rough Cut uh, from here in LA. Claude Chanel. Ah, thank you, Claude Chanel. Um, added a keyboard. He was also um, added to the band for this album mm-hmm. and also the touring cycle. Yeah, and he was he actually um, he didn't record anything on the first album, but he was touring with them on the Holy Diver tour. It was a situation where sometimes you see it nowadays, which I've told you I don't like. He was off to the side. Yeah. And then they brought him in as a full member of the band. So now he's going to be on stage. He's actually playing on the album. Because the first album, it was Ronnie James Dio was playing and Bane, I think, were playing keyboard on the album. Uh, But in this one, we have Mr. Claude Chanel playing keyboards. Yeah. Just brought another layer to it, dude. And... and it's it's good stuff, dude. It's good stuff. This is another thing. They brought back um, on the album cover. They brought back Murray, and it just looks like he's destroying a city. You know, but we're re- I'm reading it wrong. It kind of looks like either the morning or uh, uh, a bomb went off in the middle of. You know, I'm trying to like the the you know decipher what's going on here, and to me, it kind of looks like are these people like are these slaves? I mean, the last song is Egypt, right? Right. Egypt, uh, the chains are on. Mm-hmm. So is this like the slaves of Egypt, and is Murray coming to damn them? Is he coming to save them? Are these the dead rising, and the first thing they see is Murray with his devil yeah, horns, uh, horns out. out like this for them to like come to me, I'm going to save you? I don't know, dude. I, I go, who knows? Nobody probably really knows. I mean... It, it's just very, very up to interpretation, just like Ronnie James Dio's songs. Um, the artwork is the same way. And it, this, 
This one and the last Holy Diver and Last in Line. These are the reasons I went to the record store and stared at album covers were covers like this. And I would just stare and go, oh, my God, look at this. And you would just look at every inch and you'd be – it was – love it. And you just – your mind wanders. What's going on here? What's the story? But that was the thing of album covers and doing stuff like that. And, and the next episode, we're going to talk about Iron Maiden. And then that's a whole other – you know, a, a thing we're going to talk about on on that looking at their album covers and what they did and what they wanted and stuff like that. But yes, this was one of the. You know, Chris, it's up into your interpretation, right? Is it the Dead Rising? Is it uh, them releasing the Egyptians? You know, the slaves. So I'm. I'm However going, you want to look at it. Yeah, man. I'm. I'm. Oh shoot! Don't want to do that. Um. Um. So yeah, let's go ahead and start. Let's start playing right. this. Uh, track one. We rock. Oh, here we go. Another killer way to start an album. Mm -hmm. So, same band members. They added Claude Schnell on keyboards. Um, you already went over everything else about the recording. Um, this one actually went to 23. So... Actually did all right, almost hit the top 20. UK was number four, Sweden six, uh, Norway seven. Our, Nor our, hey, our listeners in Norway. Yeah, right. Loving some Ronnie James deal. Let's hear about it. So I, I did think that this album went gold, I think, two months prior to uh, being released. I read that it, it, in September of 84, it went gold. So two months? Two months after it was released. Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and it has been certified. It got certified platinum in 87. Um, I think I read somewhere that's actually hit double platinum status. Oh, okay. Uh, the first two albums are both double platinum, which is great, dude. I love it. Yeah. Uh, we did have three singles that uh, we released from yeah. this. Um, Mystery, We Rock, and The Last in Line. Uh, they didn't do... They didn't chart uh, on the uh, U.S., uh, well, I guess, top 100, 200. We had the... Uh, on the mainstream rock charts, Mystery was at 20, We Rock came in at 14, and The Last in Line came in number 10. Nice. You know, and the whole, this this out, this song was just de done by Ronnie himself, but what what more can you want to say, dude? We Rock, I mean, in that sense, you just include everybody. Hey, Chris, We Rock. They're just telling you, We Rock, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mistake it for anything. You guys rock. Killer. He says it a lot. <laughs> he wants to make sure you understand. Yep. Hey, we rock. Ah, his screaming is so clean. Yeah. Just rah. Sometimes I, I forget we're doing a podcast. I'm just listening to the song and love it. It's great. So you right. love those solos, man. I love it, dude. Let's move on. All right. Track two. Title of the album, The Last in Line. The Last in Line. Both albums, track two. T title track, Little Slow Build. I love this song. I love the slow intro. 
the slow scene on the intro. Then it breaks in and it, it just sounds like it just sounds big and huge <laughs> and the keyboard part just it it just wall of sound right wall, wall of, of greatness sound. coming at you. I love That's it exactly. So we got um, Jimmy Bain, Campbell, Deal. We're all uh, in on writing this song. I love it, dude. So you know we talk about his his lyrics on this one. How it starts off: a ship without a storm cold without the warm you know a light inside the darkness i mean painting a picture of what this it is man love it right here yeah you know what's funny with this when they talk about the last in line this was also one of my things that because my last name starts with the y whenever they did something in school or even nowadays with alphabetically i'm always the last in line where are you and, oh yeah you're with me hun i'd be behind you <laughs> No, you'd oh, be wait. in front of me. I don't know my alphabet. Yeah, but we'd be in the back. Yeah. So we'd always be the last in line. I always mention that to my cousins and siblings and so that. And we kind of just get it. Like, yeah, we're the last in line. Yeah, I just had that lyric there, dude. We are all born upon the cross. That's just... <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. Does that mean when Jesus, is that anything to do with Jesus on the cross and he died on the, the cross and that's when his we were sacrifice born. Was, get, it was when everybody, what do, I love it. Yeah. If we're evil or divine. So like on the first song, I was saying we rock a hundred times, just kind of says that too. Well, that's in line. Well, that's in line. I want you to get let you know hey we're the last in line but we rock <laughs> I just love it I know dude alright great. it's great alright dude we're gonna go ahead and move on to the next one track 3 Breathless by the way guys we love these two albums uh, Breathless I know did we three. say it enough I know Is that you breathing? <laughs> Caught my breath. <laughs> yeah. I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Vinny obviously is drumming on these albums, dude. It's it's heavy, it's oh. strong, it's powerful, but it's consistent. We're not talking about we're not talking about Tommy Lee with all his flash and pizzazz. We're talking about yeah. a solid drummer. We're talking about all the fills are there, the beats there, and it's the sound right? of it is just strong and a great backbone for everything else to just lay on top that, of. That is an exceptional way to talk about the drummer on this, man. Oh, God, so good. Yeah, I always thought, too, he, his name is there. You know who he is because he's you know, done Black Sabbath and stuff. But, man, he really could keep that beat, keep that fill. Knows how to do it, man, and it totally works. This was a great band at the time, too, you know? I could see why. Do you want to steal him from Black Sabbath? You know what I mean? Wow. 
There you go, Maybe man. Maybe combo another solo right here. Yeah. You know, and at this time, too, I think he was uh, coming up in stages of, of him being one of those up-and-comer guitarists like, to watch in the future and have him do his own things and stuff. Yeah, because if you heard, you know, Holy Diver and you heard this and you're like, wow, this is this guy, this young kid is ripping. He's going to be the new future, mm-hmm. you know? All right, let's go. All right. Number, track number four, the next song on... The last in line is I Speed at Night. This is awesome, man. I mean, uh, you're adrenaline junkies that you just need it, man. This yeah. is one of those songs that you would probably put on. This one's a faster track. Yeah. Same thing. Did we talk about what the night? So the darkness? I, I, I'm going through the darkness as fast mm-hmm. as I can. The lyrics, dude, just the first three lines right there. Dark touches, sun rushes through the brain. Black's wider, burns brighter than the flame. No shadows, just whispers in the night. Or whispers in the wind. Sorry, whispers in the wind. This is going to make me go faster if I'm driving in the car, man. I speed at night. Let's go. Yeah. And this may not even be a song about go, driving fast at night. I'm reading it. I'm like, I speed up. Mi- oh, my, my, my interpretation is driving at night. Just from the first uh, uh, lyrics that, uh, of saying, dark touches, sends rushes through my brain. So, you know, the dark darkness and you're driving at night on the highway. Only the white light is there. To me, that's what I'm reading, dude. I know I'm reading into it. Maybe he just likes to get everything when it's dark. <laughs> Kill me, dude. Your interpretation of it. You know, where's my intern? Know. I'm going to have her read this, man. I'm going to have her. What, what, do you, what does it read? Are you going to have the intern go over it? <laughs> <laughs> One thing we can't agree on is Vivian Campbell is ripping. Woo! All right, man. Give me the next one. What are we doing? All right. Track five. This one is called One Night in the City. Nice. Little uh, little slow down, a little mid-tempo. Almost kind of like there, there's like a, a story or a book behind it. You know. One Night in the City presents Ronnie James Dio. Dio. I speed at night. <laughs> you know, same thing. This, this is almost Bon Jovi because it talks about a Johnny, talks about Sally. <laughs> hey. Who knows, dude? <laughs> what is going on, dude? These lyrics are just. Now Sally That's what I'm saying I almost got like a story from a book Of just yeah. You know Telling you about Two kids or Two adults You know 
Maybe that's how they met, you know? One night in the city. Here comes another one of those lyrics right here next where it's like opposites. He's talking about opposites. Yeah. He, the, the contradictions in his lyrics, his lyrical contradiction of telling a story where he's saying night is bright and dark is light and the, the day only brings darkness and the sun is steal, selling it. Dude, the yes. lyrics are great. The lyric writing is amazing. Look at that little keyboard action. Almost sounds like a xylophone. But I'm sure right. it's keyboard. You want to know, Chris? I didn't hear that in the car, but I could hear it on the headphones. Yeah. Wow, this is good, man. It, yeah. it just paints a story for me when you're listening on this one, dude. Right. This is like, this is like, this song right here is your, well, I guess there would have to be no traffic, but like driving through like Hollywood, like down sunset, no traffic, but all the lights, one night in the city, you're just, with your window down and you're cranking the song and you're just like montage video <laughs> going that's what I'm seeing right now dude Ooh, I like that looking at all the holly, looking at all the uh, hotels and motels that are up now and oh man all the stuff we missed Greg Greg and I went through Hollywood about I don't know about a month ago about a month ago and I haven't been down there in a long time man it's changed so much yeah we went we went to eat yeah at Cantor's Cantor's and then we went up to go hey let's go check out the whiskey Let's go look at uh, yeah, the Viper Room. Let's, let's just cruise a little drive-bys. Dude, every, everything's changed. There's hotels everywhere down there. All the memorable places, especially when I go by Tower Records right there on Sunset, I just can't believe it's gone. I, I just still see it in my head. You know, the same thing with, like, where the whiskey and the rainbow, even the House of Blues, the old House mm. of Blues, how I just want to see the House of Blues in my mental state but I know it's physically not there anymore I'm glad that place is gone okay Okay. just because I got kicked out of it (laughs) (laughs) for what I am going to my grave to say the reason I got kicked out me and you were there to get me and you at that show yes I was there at the show the reason I got kicked out was for rocking too hard (laughs) I wasn't doing anything but rocking too hard I was headbanging I was air guitaring next thing I know I got kicked out. Are you sure you weren't talking to that wrong girl? No, I wasn't not. talking to anybody. Don't Security not. came up and got in my face. <laughs> yeah, because you're rocking too hard. Yeah. Sorry, sir, you're rocking too hard. Can you please exit the building? Friggin' then this, uh, short security like Kevin Hart comes up to tell me. I think I laughed at him. I think that was the last round. I'd like turn the down. I was like, this guy, what are you going <laughs> to do, dude? You're like 5'6". I didn't see the two guys behind me, I guess. So <laughs> they took me out. <laughs> I only had one shoe on, remember, dude? No, no. You didn't have a shoe oh, on. flip-flops. You had, had flip-flops. This is the whitest guy going to, to our rock show in flip-flops. It was the middle of summer. Yeah, still. Hey, bro. It was just one night in the city. <laughs> <laughs> you kill me, dude. All right, dude. Let's move on, All right. dude. All right. Just to, end that, just to end that story, who saved you with the, for, from the one flip-flop? You found it. No, I went to go get it in back in the middle of the mosh pit. Me. Here I am saving you again. (laughs) One night in the city. This is track six, Evil Eyes. (laughs) 
Uh, we're flipped over to side two now. So All side right. two, track one. Evil Eyes, dude, that's another great one. <laughs> so, you know, just saying that you hear the word evil eyes, you're like, oh, it's talking about dementic eyes on you. And you're like, I bet you that's not what he wrote. He didn't write that, man. Yeah. I like how he uses different words to describe the dark. You know, uh, this first line is, hide in the midnight. <laughs> right in the shadow. Man, dude. <laughs> ah, I love him. Love it, dude. Talking about rainbows. Right? I'm bringing that up. I, 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 I don't even know where he's going with this, dude. I love it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like, you know, he says the word evil eyes, but no, right. Is it real? I'll be reading into that because he said the word evil. He's not. Yeah, you're like, okay, it's evil eyes. He's got to not be talking about evil. Right. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I thought on this. Yeah, give me that solo. Good stuff, bro. All right, man. Yeah, it goes on. It goes on to talk about you know. Uh, uh, oh, excuse me. Turn out the lights. They'll see you anyways. You're a thin disguise for what you are. Evil eyes. So I think that he's singing it about someone else. You know? Right. Uh, All right. Give me the next song because the go. next song is one of my favorites, man. From Dio. This one's called Mystery. Yeah. Same thing. Keyboards, a little more in the forefront. Right? Here we go. This was one of the singles from the album. This was the third single, right? Uh, it's listed on the first, but it could be the third. It doesn't give dates here. Oh, okay. It just has all right, three all right. of them here. Slow it down a little bit. Let us catch our breath. Always describes the wind, the weather, the element. He does that. So, uh, well, yeah. Let's give you the setting of what's going on yeah. in my story. Whether or not the setting it means something else, correct, or whether or not it's what's in my mind or physically where I'm at or this is taking place. Let me set the setting for your imagination. Yeah. Let's open up your mind from the beginning, right? See, not what it seems to me. Always a mystery. Just like you and me, Chris. Yeah, man. That's a catchy little one. That so that, that riff in the chorus there <laughs> with the keyboard and the guitar, mm -hmm. it almost sounds like a little bit like the Who. A little bit. A little sprinkle of the Who. Wow, okay. All these guys have um, major influences, so I mean, you know, you could tell. Yeah. Maybe it was one day they were listening to something. Silver linings can disappear, but they always, but they always shine. Wow. That's it. That. I mean, that's how he wrote songs. This is how he does. This is how I pronounce, and he loved it and went that way. So good. So good. This is such a good song. Oh, fun too. Yeah, give me some solo. 
You know, I won't tell you anything else, man, but Vivian's solos on all this one were so fun, so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I I would hope that when people would listen to these, you could just like, wow, this guy was this guy was ripping. And this guy, I think it was 22, 23 at the time. And, you know, great, 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 great mm-hmm. young shredder on that style, man. All right, you ready? <laughs> See this yes. part. That sounds like a... Oh, okay. Like got a who uh, sound to it. Who element, yeah. All right, let's move on. Track eight. <laughs> Eat your heart out. How do you even want to look at this, man? You could just... I think everybody in the band got a nod on this song. Yeah. On this song. That drumming at the beginning was killer. Yeah. Man. This song... This, yeah. It's another great one. It's like it's it's almost like it's somebody that's been after so much for all of their life. Just a quick interpretation. Yeah, you've been after us. Oh, you've been trying so hard, but maybe to someone else it just came so easy. Eat your heart out. You've been talking down to everybody how great you are, but I got what I deserved, and it's what you wanted. So eat your heart out, kind of. You know, <laughs> I, who knows? That, that could be one thing that it's about. And I don't know why my voice just went like this, but it did. <laughs> maybe this was uh. Uh, one of those uh, music reviewers, you said you said my album sucked. Yeah, you eat your heart out now. It rips. Yeah, right. <laughs> and get in the ring. <laughs> Little change of pace. Now, you know, there's less songs on this album, so we're letting it play a little more than, you know, maybe you did on some of the other episodes, but it's worth every second. Oh. I thought the musicianship was just so excellent. We wanted to hear it all from the, the keyboards. I, 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 like I'm saying, I, sometimes I forget we're actually recording something because I just want to sit here and, like, <laughs> listen <laughs> to it. But I think we got to move on to the next one. All right. Give me the last one. This last one is called Egypt. The Chains Are On. And I think that kind of goes with the album cover. Yes, I do, too. You know, looking at that, um, in the land of the lost horizon. Yeah, it's so looking at that, you could tell that the album cover shows something, dude. I hear the little sound of Egyptianish. Yeah, it, it kind of goes back, you know, to you know, it really is like a like a. I mean, if you want to take it literally, it's like a story about what it was like back then and. Looking at it from what we know now, looking at it then. Yeah. I guess that would kind of be what I'm trying to say. Or a long one, dude. Or seven minutes. So, or storytelling that you would tell the younger kids about mm-hmm. what happened in the past. Mm-hmm. You no. Know? 
you know, it's almost like, you know, the chains are on Egypt, you know, because a lot of these lyrics are like, it was about when the magic was strong and true, and then the strange ones came, and they kept you in chains because they made you think that's where you had to be, and that no. was your place, and that's the chains are on because we're keeping this power over you that maybe they didn't even really have or shouldn't have. I don't know. That's just I'm just going like, who knows? What's in that water, Chris? <laughs> What this was is, in the coffee? This is some Topo Chico right here. <laughs> mineral water I got. It's five Ooh. o'clock somewhere. Yeah. Oh. So was this the longest song from the last two albums? It is. This is a good way to end the album too. Mm-hmm. Shame on the Night was really good from, from this one too. Okay. Yeah, this is, you know, slow it down. Just a, not, a storytelling, imagery. Yeah. Interpret this. A little bit different sound on Vivian's guitar. It's a little more sinister. I don't know. It's just like yeah, you can you can like say that. Like, yeah, that was it. Yeah, that's a good way to to, to think of it. Let's just slow everything down and really I'll paint a picture. The thickness that we talk about, you know, hear the keyboards in the back very low, making the the feel for it. Yeah. I like this part right here. That's killer lyrics right there. Right? It's saying, free yourself, ride the golden sea of the sand. But the chains are still on. Yeah. You got to break out of with these chains. So the lyrics, the chorus, the lyrics are changing. So it's like a story of like the chains are on. Not Yeah, they're still on. Yes, they're on. Do they break out of them at the end? I don't know. You got to listen to the song. We'll leave that up to the nation to... See? God, God imagery. I've seen them walking on water. Mm. You see them flying through the sky. Bringing rainbows up again. Rainbows in the dark. Change it up. Again. I love it, dude. Good I stuff. Lo- I love man. both yeah. these albums. These are great. Yeah, these are these are definitely um, definitely good. Definitely good, good, good. Like we said, these albums weren't definitely given their due when they came out from anyone beyond the hardcore metal community correct i think that these you know from the albums we've we've done albums that people know so far we've did the the bon jovi we did the duff leopard guns and roses uh this we went a little bit deeper uh anybody that listens to, to metal music most likely knows these albums or has heard those albums knows yes. who ronnie james do is yes but we just want to open it up to everybody else let everybody else know dude there's these great things that are out there that you and these are, these are really ones you just got to listen all the way through. You're not going to skip anything. No. I, I've, I listened to these albums leading up to the episode today, I would say, eight <laughs> or nine times each. I didn't skip one song ever. 
No, I don't think any of these are, are skippers on that because you want to hear you want to hear his lyrics mm-hmm. and read them and hear what what crazy lyric does he have and this one with. Did you find yourself losing time, like losing track of time, like listening to it and just reading along with the lyrics or listening to the lyrics and just what is he? I found myself doing that a couple times where I was just like, you know, because usually the time that I'm I'm doing uh, catch up on this, it's in the car or. Like you said, I'm doing chores or I'm doing something that I should be listening to it that way. So that's how I do this stuff. So no, you're, I didn't you're really... like all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, I'm at work. What happened? I don't even remember. <laughs> I was listening to the song. I did that when I was doing that with Iron Maidens. I got so mixed up. Like oh, I remember how I felt when this came out and different things. Um, to, all right, guys, to end this, uh, um, Holy Diver versus Last in Line. These are so great uh, albums. Do you have one that you like better? I know this, I, I this one. This one isn't really like a versus uh, as so much as some of the other ones were. Yeah. Uh, it, because we like we love these albums so much. Uh, I can't choose. Well, I would say I uh, I would lean towards Holy Diver. A little bit more, because I enjoyed that one just a little more in that sense. But it could have been mm-hmm. from the first time I heard it. You know yeah. what I mean? Or, or refresh. Of where I'm this and where I'm that, or I connected a little bit more with uh, Holy Diver. So Holy Diver to me has a little more edge. It's very hard. It's very hard to mm-hmm. say this one was better, this one was worse. Um, both of them had great. Listen, both of them had great openers. Both of them had killer singles, and it end. Both of them ended very well. This song, the Egypt Chains Are On, and Shame on the Night, both had longer songs, thicker thickness, and. You know, illusion you're looking for, and both of them have that feel. So both of them are very good, and then well produced by Dio himself, and the bands. I'm glad they pretty much had the same classic lineup for both albums. Great, I liked them both. Yeah. If I have to say, my needle turns towards the Holy Diver a little bit more. Okay. I'm I'm really kind of split. Okay. And uh, depends on what day you catch me on. I guess <laughs> I love them both. I think they're both great. Yeah. Take a listen, guys. Take uh, take it for yourself. I'm I'm sure we played a lot of it, but. You know, put the headphones on, take a listen, and tell and us let what us you know think, what man. you guys yeah. think. Seriously, yeah, I'm talking to all of you. Email us, bigtalkcg at gmail, bigtalkcg podcast on Instagram at bigtalkcg on Twitter. Let us know what's going on, what you guys think about this, these two albums. To give them a listen and let us know. All right, guys. So uh, from uh, Chris and Greg, see ya.